Brits over Broadway. Brits over Broadway. I, I definitely said Brits. <laughs> Brits over Broadway. That means we're the rest it? of the episode in a horrible accent. We're British um, here. You know, we got that company accent. <laughs> I don't know about that. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we should. Um <laughs> Mitch, cut okay. this out. We're gonna start over. <laughs> yeah, take it from the top. Take it from the top. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day, Mare. Happy Valentine's. It's yep. fun, and we got a. We should just jump right in. We got a fun little love themed musical, sort of, and we yeah. have a guest today. That's right. Um, it is a return, return of the guest. Mitch, can I get a drop there? Uh, Kelsey, Kelsey Kennedy is here. Kelsey. Hi, Kelsey. Hi, Kelsey. Hello, hello. So excited to have you back. I'm so excited to be back. Were you like our last episode before pandemic? I don't know. I just Did don't know. Record? I don't remember. I but I'm really like- happy to be continuing on the tradition of recording on a holiday. Um, yes. <laughs> luckily, it's a much less boozy holiday. Valentine's. Yes, yeah, 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 that's yeah. true. That's true. It's a chill. It's a chill day. Um, <laughs> all right. And the show we're doing this week is Thoroughly Modern Millie. Thoroughly and Modern I th- Millie. Think we'll be primarily discussing the 2002. Was that a revival or was that just a full-fledged production? Because it was a movie first. Is this going to come up in Facts and Figs? <laughs> My roommate Drew and I were just listening or just discussing this. It was a movie in the 60s, I think right. 67. Yes. And then they made it the stage show in 2002 because I was like, oh, it's right. a golden age musical. And he was like, it is not. You are incorrect. And I was like, not. okay, cool, cool, cool. Since we're talking about it, Connor, why don't you hit us with some facts and figs? So before we jump in. Facts and figs. Thoroughly Modern Millie has music by Janine Tessery of Fun Home fame. Hello. With lyrics by Dick Scanlon and a book written by Richard Morris and Dick Scanlon. As uh, Kelsey just said, it is based on the 1967 film starring Julie Andrews, Thoroughly Modern Millie. It was originally premiered on Broadway in April 2002 and ran until June 2004 for 903 performances. It transferred to the West End in October 2003 and ran until June 2004. It's had a ton of tours, international productions. Um, it's very popular to do in high schools for some reason. I can't. Uh, truly wild. and uh, <laughs> We will get into it. Um, at the 2002 Tonys, it was nominated for 11 Tonys at won six, including Best Musical. It was was also nominated for 12 Drama Desk Awards and won five. And the 2004 Olivier's, it was nominated for five and won zero. And just in case you didn't know, Thoroughly Modern Millie tells the story of small town girl Millie Dilmont, who comes to New York City to marry for money instead of love. Millie takes delight in the flapper lifestyle, but problems arise when she checks into a hotel owned by the leader of a white slavery ring in China. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> silence just silence just silence i do need we do need to say that this musical is the reason why sutton foster is famous true Absolutely this propelled true. her to stardom she was originally the understudy of uh the original millie who was uh let me find her name i don't remember it completely that's because sutton foster is the star baby correct correct honey um it was uh 
when they were doing the like they so they started doing like a like war like out of town tryouts and stuff in like 99 oh, christian wow. chenoweth was millie um mm. b arthur played mrs mears thank god oh. that she did not do that on <laughs> the oh, uh sure. yeah but can yeah. you imagine her singing they don't know oh, chills. <laughs> oh that would have been amazing i scream honestly um but yeah, i don't need her doing the rest of that part <laughs> no definitely not <laughs> So Sutton Foster um, wa- replaced Aaron Dilly, who um, prior to the public preview, Sutton Foster was chosen to assume the title role, a wow. move that propelled her to stardom. Truly. So, yeah. Now, remind me again, who wrote the book on this? This was Dick Scanlon and uh, Richard Morris. Right. So we've got two Dicks writing the book, which is very important um, as <laughs> it is so. extremely racist. <laughs> Uh, just, can I just say, so <laughs> yes, I saw this, I saw this at like 2011, I think, to 2010, 2011 at the Muni okay. in St. Louis. Okay. And I remembered almost nothing from it, but I have the OBC on my phone and every mm-hmm. now and then I listen to a couple of the songs. Yeah, I'm like, oh, such a, such a great musical. Uh, then I went to look at the synopsis like two days ago and I was like, white slavery. Oh, no. <laughs> and then I found the bootleg. And oh, I was like, no. Oh, no. It was an incredibly racist musical yeah. to talk about. But here we are. Here we here are we talking are. about it. I thought it was like a light sprinkle. You know, like in anything goes dash of racism where you're like, <laughs> right. you can take or leave that. You don't really need to keep the racist parts in. Um, as opposed to racism is a plot point. <laughs> racism is like the main conflict. Well, and the thing is, I just want to see it rewritten. So Mrs. Mears like pretends to be a Southern woman or like pretends to be a Swedish woman. It doesn't have to be Chinese. You guys, come on. Come on. I know the fact that they have her performing yellow face. Yeah. Just It's, it's not great. That we need to move past that in musical yeah. theater because, like Meryl said, it happens in Anything Goes. It happens in a lot of, especially twenties musicals. Yeah. We just really need to get past that. Like, well, in two thousand two, you know, like right. two thousand two. That's was, too late. That's it was actually to legal to hate anyone then because we were still riding the high of nine of September nine eleven. <laughs> so we could Fair. actually just be racist because we'd suffered trauma. Um, and this that's is just correct. a fact <laughs> in world history. Yeah, so this it was is wild th- to watch that fucking bootleg. Like the chopsticks yeah. in the hair, the geisha makeup, the kimono, Yikes. and the R's as L's. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and there's like a lot of jokes based on just. Asian stereotype, like racist yeah. caricaturing. I was like, oh, you'd have to rewrite a chunk of, like, this isn't just, oh, you can cut this or that. Like, you would have to read. I mean, like, yeah. it's almost un- undoable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a full rewrite. Like, you'd have yeah. to literally literally rewrite the show, not just like cut a few jokes yeah. or like change a costuming choice. Yeah. You right. Know? Also, I you would mean, have to, so this is the thing. So this stereotype, like this controversy about the racism in the show has been around since it's basically okay. like premiered. Yeah. Um, a lot of, there's been a lot of controversies, especially because I had mentioned that a lot of schools perform this yeah. show. When I was looking at the bootleg, I saw lots of high school performances and I was right. like, no, Nevada there's high school. The, no. <laughs> there. Well, it's because they choose it because there's a lot of, there's like, enough parts that you can cast a lot of people to do it. You have 
parts that showcase different voices. So Mm -hmm. like you can cast different types of students, but like if you're doing this with an all white cast, you're just adding to the racism. Number one. Also, I don't know how much we need a plot to like revolve around the joke of human trafficking. Like I feel like. Well, and that's the interesting thing is when you just listen to the music, none of that is in there. The only time, the only time it's in the music is when the Chinese men are singing in Chinese. But Mm -hmm. because I don't speak Chinese, I didn't even know that that was what was happening. You know, exactly. Like I, and that's why I totally was taken aback whenever I looked at the synopsis because you listen to the music and you hear she's moving to New York. New York is harsh. She wants to fall in love. She gets a job. She falls in love. They get mad at each other. She falls in love again. Yeah. Very basic music. It's a love story. (laughs) And then you watch the show. (laughs) Yeah. And then you watch the show and you're like, Oh, human trafficking and racism. This took right. a turn. I see. I see. Yeah. I just don't understand why that was such a plot point that needed to be in there. Like, yeah, I feel if like you you're going to cut it out completely. Does it exactly. really affect that much? I don't understand why it's the, the whole, because the whole conceit of the show is that Millie is a quote unquote modern, which is like what they called flappers or whatever. And she wants to marry for money. She wants to marry rich because. Um, that's what moderns do. So she's like going after her boss at her job when really she's falling in love with Jimmy on the side. So it's like, why not focus more on that storyline? I want to see more of her shenanigans of trying to like seduce her boss than dealing with- Which are very funny. Exactly. Than dealing with Mrs. Mears. I'm going to start calling every love story in a show I don't care about a Jimmy on the side. (laughs) A Jimmy on the side. And now we've got a Jimmy on the side that I don't care about. That should just be shorthand for a shitty love story. Um, right. Like in Lord of the Rings. But I feel... Yeah. <laughs> I've got Wait, the love story, but... The, uh, the love story who, between the, Sam the and Frodo is very important no, to Lord the of the Rings. that we don't care about. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> anyway, Jimmy on the side is just making me laugh a lot. <laughs> Jimmy on the side. No, but I think, like, I feel like this could, you could, you, they have the, like, grounds to do, like, yeah. a how to succeed in business without really trying. Yes. With Millie. Yeah. As the main focus, but it's how to yeah. get a man without really like falling in love or something. Right. Like Which that. is the musical I need. <laughs> exactly. I am trying to marry Rich. Uh, yeah, yeah. Me and Millie both, modern, modern gals just trying to fucking get married to a very wealthy man. <laughs> exactly. Um, I've been telling people this. I told my boss this. I told my friend Jesse <laughs> this the other day. Like, this is what I'm trying to do. <laughs> I do like when she's like, I found a I found a job that meets all my requirements. Like the boss is single yep. and not unattractive and <laughs> very successful. Like very that successful is absolutely rich. how you scam capitalism. <laughs> That's how you yeah, get a absolutely. job for sure. Um I do like Nat for the life of me. It's a fun, great like intro. Oh, oh yeah. I told Connor this. So I was listening to this on Spotify and made the mistake of putting this on yes. with shuffle on. So I got the overture <laughs> and then the second song that played was They Don't Know. And I was like, this is very intense for the first song through song of a musical. <laughs> I was like, wow, she's mad. I don't know who anyone is or what she's talking about. And then I realized like I had shuffle on. I'm like, oh, OK. Not for the life of me. Much better explainer. <laughs> It's yes. the I want song. <laughs> yeah, so like, okay, it's so crazy though, like how out of context it was that I was just like, "What is going on?" Right. Um, 
Also, can I just say I'm so glad that I live in a time where I don't have to memorize maps like mm. like Millie truly, did. Truly. She memorized the map. Are you kidding? Absolutely I would just no. wander. Down. No, I Google Maps how to get from my house to the bus stop, and I do it every Thank day. Thank you. <laughs> Where's our representation? Stupid idiots. <laughs> when will we be seen in media? Yeah, exactly. Um, I I said this to Meryl yesterday, Kelsey. But do you remember what it was like moving to New York, and you had hopes and dreams? <laughs> A brain that worked pretty good for the most part. A brain that actually would like could semi retain information. Like, Your oh god, those were the days. Was cute then. <laughs> well, and then Millie immediately gets mugged, and I'm yeah. like, there yeah. it is. Yeah, there. That's the, the New first York time story. you go to a bar and you pay twelve dollars for a glass of prosecco, and you're like, yes. oh, <laughs> oh, okay. That's how it's yes. going to be. These French the fries cost glass fifteen dollars. <laughs> The $15 french fries is a metaphorical mugging, yes. <laughs> it is. It's the equivalent of losing a shoe, frankly. <laughs> Correct. Also, I love moving to New York and going, you know what I need? A haircut. <laughs> First new of all, city, no, new you, you baby. First of all, no, you don't. <laughs> Whereas my thing is, I'm like, I live in New York, so I'm not getting a haircut. Exactly. I got a haircut one time in New York and it cost me like $85 and I was like, well, it's time to cut my own hair forever now. <laughs> so <laughs> that's how that worked. It's a pretty quick fix. Um, how the Other Half Lives, a classic. I really like this whole cast album. I just think that OBC is really good and fun and everyone on it makes me laugh. Yeah, I really, I wanted to talk i really love the the like big opening number thoroughly modern mm -hmm. um like everything today is yep. thoroughly modern mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's so fun it gets you into the world thank oh, yeah. god they put like charleston's and wrist flicking in there otherwise i wouldn't know we were in the 20s yeah truly oh, god. <laughs> like <laughs> the choreo oh, they say, is, it's 1922 22. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this um, is when things I, are still good Right. <laughs> we still had serotonin in our brains. Um, but I, it's just really fun. And like you said, the music is really good. And as long as you listen to the musical or like to the OBC, you don't have to you deal have to with all the bad the things in this, yeah. <laughs> in this show. Um, um, but yeah, the other half live, how the other half live, man, they just really love glamorizing being poor in this show. Don't they? <laughs> oh, see, I felt that's how I feel whenever I go to like yoga. And then Trader Joe's. I'm oh, like, sure. This is luxury. <laughs> this, is this is the height of luxury. <laughs> That's me on days when we order in lunch and dinner. I'm like, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah. Big money ballers right here. <laughs> mm hmm. <laughs> They're both Taco Bell, but we still ordered in. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, you still had to, like, pay the delivery fee. You exactly. had to deliver to your door. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I paid $50 for two tacos to be brought to me. <laughs> That's right. And I didn't exactly. have to walk two avenues <laughs> in the snow. Two avenues? No. No, we don't walk avenues. I'm from New avenues York. take I too long walk. to walk. <laughs> um, I have to say, I think probably my favorite song in this whole OBC is The Speed Test. And I don't know why, because okay. I don't love The Speed Test. I don't usually love a patter song. That's just not usually my favorite thing. And I'm obsessed with this. Like, who sings that with her? Because his voice is unbelievable. Uh, yeah, I guess it's Mark Kudish. No, it was. um. What's his name? Uh, who was it in the? Uh, sorry, Kevin Krill, yeah. 
No, Gavin Creel's Jimmy. Oh, fine. <laughs> uh, Mark Kudish. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. So good. I listen to it recreationally. Yeah. I just love that song so much. It's so It's fun. very good. I didn't I love the little first, rolling desks that were that they're in. Yeah. Also, mm-hmm. whenever I saw it at the Muni, you know, because like in the the fastest section of the mm-hmm. song, mm-hmm. he kind of does, you know, the little tricks. When I saw it at the Muni, he did every single syllable. It was incredible. I oh incredible. recently watched. Why were we watching that? We watched you a YouTube video of a guy who can speed talk. And it was like that, like just speed read and speed talk. Very upsetting. It's not a skill that impresses me more than it scares me. Like, I fear your ability to do that. But this patter song made me feel less scared. So (laughs) I don't understand how people can do that. I love the little flourishes of the song. Like whenever he's like, colon. Uh And then whenever she says, a little slow, perhaps. (laughs) Like, they're just so good yeah it's really really good it's so fun that's like my favorite and then then the one right after it's probably my second favorite which is they don't know the harriet harris like the mrs meeks right this is Mears. why i deserve to traffic young women because <laughs> yes. nobody would cast me <laughs> as if that's not a fucking mood <laughs> they wouldn't put me in a show so now everyone gets punished oh okay you are an actress <laughs> It's truly the most chaotic villain backstory yes. that she's just um, an actress yes. who yeah. can't get cast. Yeah. So she goes into who sex can't get cast. Listen, you have oh to have a strong God. constitution or you'll turn into a human trafficker, obviously. They don't tell you that when you get your BFA. <laughs> they don't they tell really you the don't. dark side of musical theater. <laughs> <laughs> Fall in with the wrong people. Run a brothel. Oh, my God. <clears throat> you know. Listen, when you get to New York, you have to lose weight and not traffic people if you want to succeed. <laughs> That's right. Those are the two requirements. It's, it's two things. Like, it's not hard to remember. It's um, not that hard. <laughs> I need to pull up my synopsis also because just the track list will get me confused. Although I did like the Nutty Cracker Suite. Um, just that's just a oh, dance. Was break. Oh, you mean the drunk day. people song? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's just a dance break. Um, I really, really uh love that Sutton will just find a way to tap dance. She will said, find a way. My mama didn't pay oh. for twenty years of lessons for no reason. <laughs> Let's do this. You mean to make the elevator work? To make the elevator to work. Dance in it? That made me so mad. <laughs> that's New York City, baby. <laughs> It's showbiz everywhere. Like, Who whom's amongst us hasn't been in an has never been in an elevator where we didn't have to tap to get it to work? All the way up the Empire State Building, I'm telling you. Oh, it's exhausting. That's why, we, that's, that's why we don't walk in New York. It's because we're too busy tapping Lindy. to get elevators to work. It's tough. It's hard. And they're so small, but you gotta you gotta do it. Absolutely. <laughs> Can't do any uh Mm, I lost it. Wing. Mm, it's been too long and I've wings? had too many wings. Yeah, the wings. The Yes. Thank you. I don't know what's going <laughs> For on. For all of brain. the folks at home who can't see me on camera, I'm just <laughs> winging my arms around like, in a circle. <laughs> you guys know what's up. <laughs> Welcome to Tap Talk. <laughs> this is this is our corner of Bits Over Broadway where we do Tap Talk. Tap Talk. Um, I do not like that there's a plot point that's just putting soy sauce on stains gets the stain out. Why? 
why is this happening to me? I don't understand. I hate it. Oh, I do love that it inspires off stage during the party scene. Someone just saying soy sauce yes. and then screaming. <laughs> but it's Dorothy Parker too, and that's yes. that's very significant. She right. is Remind possibly me again who Dorothy Parker does in what she. So is she was a twenties socialite, and she was also a writer and satirist. I think, and she, she does was the very very thing right. Maybe. Boys don't make passes at girls who wear glasses. Isn't that Dorothy Parker? Also, um, possibly is the um, origin behind the term friend of Dorothy because she was friends with a lot of homosexuals in the 20s. She used to invite them all to parties. And like, if you were gay in the city, you would go to Dorothy's and that was like a gay lifestyle thing. So she. Wizard of Oz thing. It is. We like the term friend of Dorothy is kind of, it has a lot of mixed mixed origins. Okay. Okay. I see. I yeah. see. Um, okay. They go to the speakeasy and then all of a sudden Jimmy gets arrested and he's like, oh, wait a dang minute. I'm in love, which is not the time, not the time to realize you're in love. <laughs> and I love this song too. Yes. I actually, I, I considered singing it for like the gala or something in college. Sure. But I can't get the key right, man. It, it's all over the place. It's a hard key to sing because this is this is one of the songs I have the song in my book when I was still auditioning for musicals, and it's very hard to sing. And I hate Gavin Creel, but also, oh god, Gavin Creel, sing this song about me. <laughs> Gavin Creel, you're my boyfriend. You are my boyfriend. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, I like that they go to a party and get arrested, and then Jimmy's like, okay. I know that the last party didn't work out so good. Let's go to another party. (laughs) (laughs) Stop going to parties. (laughs) Enough with the parties. Be normal, Jimmy. Take her to a nice restaurant. Um, (laughs) Instead, they go to a party with Muzzy Wait, they do go to a restaurant in the second act and they don't have money to pay for (laughs) it. That's fair. That's fair. You're right. They're very poor and I forget that. Um, Anyway, so they go with a famous singer. What? Paper clips. He used to make his living in paper and clips. Paper clips. Yeah. I um <laughs> some of those jokes, so like I was in and out watching the bootleg and also the guy talking was distracting me. <laughs> I was like not following exactly all the time what they were talking sure. about. <laughs> but then I got the paperclip joke. I was there. I was with it. Um Oh, yeah. So if you don't know the wiki, I will say only in New York comes out of it feels like it comes out of nowhere on the OBC. I'm like, what is this yeah. song about? Yeah. What's happening? <laughs> but seeing it in context of the show made more sense. It made more sense. But I do still feel like it's just like yeah. we have this bomb ass singer. Yeah. Right. Let's let her sing something. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Cheryl Lee Ralph is here. Let her just holler, please. Let her yeah. just sing at you for a second. <laughs> just for a quick break. It's like um, in Rent, how they don't actually sing Seasons of Love. They just sing it like at the curtain or whatever. This feels like right. that where you're like, this isn't really part of it, but it's kind of is. So just like let it happen to you. You're like, exactly. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> sure, I will. And this is also when, um, yeah, they spill everything on. Uh, oh, wait. This is when fucking Millie yells at Jimmy for being a skirt chaser, right? Yeah, and then he calls her doing the oldest profession. Yeah, I... It's rude. The thing that I hate about that is because this musical, most of the time, doesn't suffer from the punishing people for being horny. All these people are horny. Yeah, all the time for everyone. So, like, just take out those jokes. 
They're constantly horny. She literally right. calls Tom Sawyer sexy, and then Gavin Creel is like, he's oh 12. You her? <laughs> well, if you've got it, you've got it. <laughs> That's what she says in response, and it fucking killed me. That scene between the two of them was so funny. If you've got it, you've got it. <laughs> That's a great way to deflect any criticism of the people you find yeah. attractive. <laughs> <laughs> well, what because it also, to me, that illustrates that, like, Millie is, like, just kind of dumb. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> and be. I love a dumb character. I do love a dumb character, you especially in a musical. <laughs> yeah, I like, I'm just thinking about um, Jimmy's song, What Do I Need With Love, when he was, like, talking about all the women he's fucked (laughs) right a list of all of the women he's gone to bed with like okay jimmy brag it's a flex and that's the kind of love song i want (laughs) exactly i need someone to sing a love song to me where it's not about me it's about how they hate me but then at the end they fall in love with me right oh that's for me that's I do have to I say want. that, like, it does have their love story happens like relatively quickly. Yeah, like, when are they together at, to fall in they, love? Like, spend that like the first in, their first interaction is like Jimmy saying like you're my New York horror story because he like she, she bumps into him. She trips <laughs> him on purpose. <laughs> I did like that one. <laughs> she was like, "No, I tripped you on purpose," and he was like, right. "Okay." fucking psycho (laughs) right so like that's their one interaction and then they go to a speakeasy together and they get drunk and then he's like i'm in love with you well it's like implied though that they keep hanging out you know what i mean like there's a throwaway line where they're like oh are you going out with jimmy again and she's like i'm actually engaged to my boss who doesn't know i exist and calls me john (laughs) (laughs) exactly Actually, very taken, but thank you for your concern. <laughs> I'm engaged to be engaged uh, to yeah. my boss. Incredible. Um, yeah, I don't understand how they fall in love, but I guess we have to trust it. See, you could develop that love story if you weren't busy doing a lot of racism. Exactly. Yeah. I'd love to see it. And that's the lesson. Take your Jimmy on the side to a Jimmy front and center. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. <laughs> Also, give me more content with Mr. Graydon because, like, yes. whenever she does her seductive voice, it makes me laugh every time. Every time. Yep. <laughs> I feel like she only has like two scenes with Mr. Graydon. Yeah. In the I entire want show. more Mr. Is that Graydon. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's, more which Graydon. is wild because, like, it's that's the whole conceit. Again, like I said earlier, it's the whole conceit of the show. Give us more of that. Spend yeah. less time on the racism. Give us more hijinks. Yeah. Oh, my kingdom for some more hijinks. Um, Honestly, I really love that uh, Millie and Jimmy's relationship is them just being incredibly rude to each other and then having like realizations that they are in love. Like she's like, fuck you. You're a skirt chaser and a womanizer. And he gives her a big fat smooch. And she's like, and I love you, buddy. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Again, a love story for me. This is the representation I need. I've been demanding. (laughs) Representation. If I know anything about early 2000s, this is the height of romantic comedy. (laughs) 2002. (laughs) That's so true. Um, This is basically how to leave a guy in 10 days at the peak of its popularity, right? Or was that 2004? It's hard to say. (laughs) Um, And then then somehow uh millie so millie goes back to the hotel and overhears a conversation between miss dorothy and jimmy um and she assumes that jimmy has been fucking miss dorothy she's like 
gasp. Uh, he is a womanizer. I I changed my mind. Back again. I was right. I flip-flopped back to the other way. I was right the whole time. <laughs> Stupid Jimmy. Um, and that is the act break. I there's this I wanted to bring up this one line where um after uh the drink has been spilled on Dorothy Parker Millie is like, says to Muzzy, where's your uh, kitchen? And she says, sweetie, I have sweetie. no idea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to be that rich. Sweet, ugh, I have no to never idea. have to set foot in my yeah. own ki- kitchen. Someone to never have to cook. Me. I don't know. <laughs> Honey, I don't know. It's somewhere on that side of the <laughs> house. I don't go over there. A person who there. owns this home. <laughs> a question like that. I aspire to be that <laughs> one <Yeah>. day. <laughs> That is true. That's luxury. That is that's luxury. luxury. That is living. That's celebrity. That's one might argue it's how the other half lives. <laughs> Bring it in all around. <laughs> all right. Well, since we're at the act break, let's take a quick break and we will be right back with act two. We're back for act two of Thoroughly Modern Millie. I forgot for a second. I almost said anything goes. <laughs> it's a, that is also a Sutton Foster musical. It's a musical where Sutton Foster taps in. It was before 1950. So they're all the same and to me. And there's <laughs> racist Asian stereotypes. Exactly. So. Exactly. That's the same. That we're saying the same thing. <laughs> Thoroughly yeah. Modern Millie. Anything goes. Blow Gabriel. Grow, blow. We know. We know. Um, Fuck. Okay, so Act Two opens with um, "Forget About the Boy," which is also the song that they did at the Tonys. Um, I don't know if any of you, if you guys watched oh, I didn't that see one. That. Yeah, they like they oh, that's the song they performed with at the Tonys, which was interesting. That was kind of my first uh, for it. I always try and watch like sanctioned clips before I move on to trying to find that <laughs> leg. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, I want to see like the staging and the costuming and everything. So I just went ahead and uh, watched the illegal footage. Um, of course. But Forget About the Boy is fun. It's a fun like, I don't know. I feel like it's classic Sutton Foster. There's a fucking dance break in the oh, middle. Yeah. It's full chorus. Like it's it's a good, <laughs> Forget About the Boy is a good number. Yeah. yeah, and I actually did the same thing. I went through every streaming app that we have between me and my roommates, and I was like, "Thoroughly Modern Millie." Nope, Thoroughly Modern Millie. Like I just <laughs> kept going through every service. Yeah, of course. Just, just had to, to resort to the bootleg. I know it's tough. It's tough. Um, I really do like this song, but the I I, I have a very specific memory attached to it. Okay, speak on um, that. Oh no. Okay, so in high school, I uh, my senior year of high school, I started dating a a person who went to another high school. Um, okay, brag. And they that that oh, high school, you lived somewhere with two high schools. Oh, yes, yay. I did. Actually, they lived in a different town than I did, so okay. we did have to drive like five minutes to see each wow, other. Wow, a long but, distance love. Listen. <laughs> You can make it happen. (laughs) Um, But no, so like their school was doing Millie their Mm. senior year while we were doing Secret Garden. So um, we didn't get to go see the show. um, But uh, after we broke up, Mm. 
we ended up like talking again a little bit and they told me that this song is really easy to slot my name into because it's two syllables. <gasps> so they would sing this song about me. Oh my God. That's a great compliment. Honestly, honestly, <laughs> right? I'm so honored. Wow, you had to Thank sing about so. me to forget about me. I am incredible. <laughs> I am uh, the main character. Thank you. you hear that boys. He's single. <laughs> <laughs> And he's he's ready to be the main character. <laughs> Always and forever. And yes, I am interested in marrying for money. <laughs> yes, I will. I will be marrying someone rich if yes. required. Um, <laughs> Millie's like, forget my old tramp boyfriend. It's time to double down and get serious about marrying my rich boss. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's time. And to then really she does some amazing <laughs> desk rolling desk physical comedy. It's yes. just oh, excellent. also. An incredible joke from Act One that we skipped over oh, yeah. that is just fully my sense of humor is when she's in Mr. Graydon's office and she's like, oh, your baseball trophy. And he's like, thank you. I got it for golf. Yes. <laughs> that's good comedy. And that's just good comedy, baby. <laughs> that's good comedy, baby. See, this show can have good jokes. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. all have to be about Mrs. Mears doing yellow face <laughs> it can be other things too also so what i really like is that um so dorothy so we have dorothy parker and we also have dorothy the roommate dorothy um, right who lives at the hotel with uh uh millie wow that's annoying i never realized that yeah, and yeah. just pick a different name yeah right, right? like there are other names anyway jane is available um so <laughs> We simply don't have enough Jane representation yeah. in musical theater. The only Jane is Jane Krakowski. Exactly. So <laughs> Dorothy comes and she's like, two bucks, <laughs> three bags, one me in it. And three right. bucks, two bags, one me in it. And, and Sutton Foster's like, oh, no, you don't. There's no vacancies here. Get the fuck out. And Dorothy's like, that's all right. I'll sleep anywhere. And basically, like, Millie just is like, well, everything's bad. And here are all the bad things. And she's like, that's fine by me. Just like this perfect little like daisy right. of a person. Um, and then she and steals a dead British just from California. <laughs> okay, thank you. Yes. yes. I'm like, what's with this accent? So weird. Then there's this whole bit where we find out that a room's come available because Mrs. Mears has trafficked one of the girls. Also, like, yet again, she's always like, any parents to take care of you? And or the person will be like, I'm an orphan. She's like, an orphan. <laughs> yeah, this is like this great dramatic moment. So sad to be all alone in the world. Yeah. So sad. She like chewing the scenery so hard. I wish she wasn't doing like yellow face because I, I know. she has some yes. like legitimately good and funny and like she's playing over the top evil camp and it's so right. great. I just wish there wasn't this weird like anti Asian <laughs> sentiment going through. Yeah, it. which yeah. also makes me pitch. Circling back to Jane, Jane Krakowski yeah. as a non-yellow face Mrs. Mears. Yeah, she's got to. She would be incredible. It would be incredible. Um, but so so Dorothy, I guess, becomes Millie's friend, sort of, because she is a psycho and just like is happy all the time. And she comes to visit Millie at work. And then Mr. Graydon is like, sweet mystery of life, I found you. <laughs> Which is incredible. Um, and they're both just like singing about what happiness is to each other. Like they have like one glance and now they're like, we are in love. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
which is perfect. Um, That's musical theater, baby. It is. And Millie's like, God damn it, my whole fucking plan. (laughs) 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 I've been taking so many notes at such a fucking speed. I can't handle this. Right. Um, That would break my heart, honestly. Uh, So then, obviously, while Millie is brooding, Jimmy's like, just going to do a little light B&E, busts the window and comes to see her. (laughs) Climbs up the side of a building. I I mean, honestly, that would be a deal breaker. (laughs) Exactly. That would be a deal breaker for me. I'm too afraid of heights. But he's doing the climbing because he loves her. Yeah, but don't they like don't they like talk on the ledge or something like that? No, thank you. I'm done. It's beautiful out here. Yeah, yeah, out where you could fall and break your neck. I'm right. absolutely yeah. not, sir. No, thank you. No, thank you. I'm very good. Um, and so he's like, "Let's go to dinner," and she's like, "No, yes, all right, fine. Twist my arm. I'll go to dinner with you, Jimmy. You horrible. Get off my ledge. <laughs> Get off my ledge. All right. Now we have to go back to the racism. <sighs> Honestly." We can skip this song. Okay, great. Let's do it. Um, cool. What you need I to know I don't is know that how to pronounce it, and I won't find out. <laughs> <laughs> Muchin? I think that's how they say it in the... I think. Yeah. I think. I don't know. But it's basically the two Chinese. So what the whole thing with Mrs. Mears is that she's essentially like trapped these two Chinese men mm-hmm. into working for her yeah. to help her traffic the women so that they because they're trying to make money so that they can bring their mother over from China to America. Um, and like there's a whole thing between one of the Chinese men and Dorothy, Miss Dorothy, who lives in the hotel. And the two of them start falling in love at the same time as Graydon is falling in love with Dorothy. Um, right. And so those characters are constantly, like we mentioned, talking in Chinese. But um, yeah, it's just, I don't, oh, God. Like, I love that we have those two characters and like, that's great representation, but like, does it have to be attached to Mrs. Mears? See, if we cut the Mrs. Mears racism side plot, we can just have two Chinese immigrants working in the hotel for terrible wages, falling in love. Like, it's a really easy fucking solve. To, to take them out. They can be there exactly. just because they're Chinese people who exist in the world doing right. shitty immigrant labor. That's not an unbelievable plot point. Right. So anyway, hire us. Uh, <laughs> to, to <laughs> Yet again, we are Broadway scripts doctors. We Here will we are write saving the world's problems once again. <laughs> <laughs> From our apartments in Manhattan That's and Brooklyn. Right. Uh, okay. Jimmy finally declares his feelings for Millie while washing dishes to pay their tab at Cafe Society because nothing says great first date like not being able to pay the tab. <laughs> Is that a thing that people really do? Like you have to wash dishes to pay for your dinner? That can't be a thing for real, right? I feel like it had to have come from somewhere. Like maybe yeah. it happened once yeah. and someone wrote it into a script and yeah. then yeah. it's just been repeated forevermore. It was like Passed a story that someone told one time at a diner and now it's yeah. like become lore slash urban right. legend. Because like, yeah. how do you quantify that? And also dishwashers don't make enough money. Like, right. I guess maybe when the... The me- the minimum wage was actually livable. That could potentially but be. But this was the twenties. It was before minimum wage. That's so... true. I just mean like, let's say I don't know. It's hard for me to calculate costs, <laughs> but I feel like it's seven twenty five now. You'd have to be washing dishes for like four hours to pay for dinner in New York. Right. 
for your own dinner. Yeah. That's not including someone else's. And hopefully you didn't have drinks. Like you could be working for days. It just doesn't seem like a good system. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, the money that they're recouping, you know what I mean? Right. No, I feel you. I just don't think it's like, economically efficient. That's all I'm trying to say, restaurant tours. What is the other option? My, is my question. <laughs> I don't know. Putting a lien on their home, I guess. <laughs> I ran out on my tab at Lapa Lapa, so they put a lien on my apartment. <laughs> I had one too no, many. No, we just got kicked marks. out of Lapa Lapa because we were too <laughs> loud. Um, bold of that restaurant to assume I know what a lean is. Exactly. <laughs> well, let me submit to my tax advisor, aka my dad. <laughs> just FaceTiming my dad drunk as hell in a restaurant. Why is a lean? <laughs> <laughs> Society oh, no. is good. <laughs> we definitely nailed it. Yeah, we're killing it. Um, so Millie is very confused by Jimmy proclaim- proclaiming that he loves her as he's washing dishes. Um, because she does want to marry Rich, but she is in love with someone who isn't rich, and that is a tough. That's tough to deal with, you know. It's a hard position to be in. We've all been there. It's hard to realize the person that you love isn't rich. It's just not that's what true. you planned. You know what I mean. This feels very pointed, Meryl. Are you trying to say something yeah, right that's now? That's how Mitch feels about me, too. <laughs> it's like, well, fine, I guess. It's not like we're hobnobbing with the society folk. They all live in Connecticut right. now. So <laughs> um, so she's like, I know what I'll do to sort out my feelings. I'll go bother a very famous singer. They'll certainly have time to <laughs> advise me on my woes. Right. Like, you know how when you're having boyfriend problems, you're like, (laughs) Ariana Grande, what's good? I need to chat this one out with you. And she's like, yes, of course. Let's talk. Isn't that what Twitter is for? (laughs) Have I been using social media so so wrong? (laughs) Tweeting at celebs with all my relationship problems. Please advise. At share boyfriend bad, please advise. DMs that open. Would be an, that would be an amazing bit to yeah. do to see if you could get anybody to respond. Listen, I'm just throwing it out there. I don't care if anyone sees my business. I need answers. Chrissy Teigen would probably respond. She probably would. That's Accurate. true. That's true. I could get her. If I start yeah. with Chrissy Teigen, who knows where I could go from there? <laughs> exactly. The all you can go the only way is up, baby. That's right. I'm basically two two steps away from getting love advice from Jose Canseco, <laughs> which is all I've ever wanted. <laughs> anyway, I guess Muzzy has time. Hold on. Now, wasn't Muzzy the language monster? Someone what? tell me they know what uh, they're talking about. Yes. Okay, thank you're you. Correct. So, Connor, you're too young and you are kicked off of this podcast. <laughs> oh, wait. Is, was that the, the fucking, like, um, uh, it was like a software program in, like, yes. the early 2000s? Okay, yeah. Yeah, like, late 90s. Like, Muzzy taught mm-hmm. you languages. Yes. Like Rosetta French. Stone for babies. <laughs> right. I do remember that. Yeah, okay. I'm just making sure we are all up to speed on our Muzzies. That's all. Um... Wait, and who's the girl from Arthur? Isn't her name Muzzy? Muffy. Muff. Worse. Way worse. Okay. (laughs) 
so much worse. Anyway, Muzzy does have the time and she's like, you stupid idiot. Don't throw away love for money, which is bad advice. And only rich people give that advice. And what you have to remember is that Muzzy Mm -hmm. is rich and she doesn't want anybody else coming for her gig. And so she's like, why don't you just stay away from the money and keep your class position? (laughs) Marry who you should marry. (laughs) This show has a very tenuous relationship with class consciousness. Um, she's like, oh, I loved, I loved my old husband, but he gave me a terrible plastic necklace. And so I gave it away after he died. And guess what? Turns out it was actually real the whole time. Like, what's the point of the story? (laughs) She's saying that plastic necklace love is okay too. No, just (laughs) that isn't the lesson though, because the lesson was it was actually like a diamond in the rough, but she's like, except like don't accept a green glass love understand that a green glass love might actually have some value i guess is what she's saying what does that mean green glass love yeah because the necklace- i get it contextually sure, but like yeah that's not a real thing you're making things up muzzy not now you're making some damn things up Pulling your it out experiences of your are not universal <laughs> muzzy no one else knows what you're talking about <laughs> She's gotten into the champagne again. Oh, no, not the champagne again. It's prohibition. That's illegal. (laughs) Holding for Mitch's sneeze. Does he usually have two or three? He's a five sneezer. He (gasps) he woke me up this morning with his sneezing. Get your sinuses under control, Mitch. (laughs) What the fuck? Get a neti pot for once in your life. For once in your clean out those nostrils. <laughs> Shoot some hot, hot water up your nose. <laughs> okay. Yeah, green glass love is a fake thing, not real at all. Um, but Millie sings Gimme Gimme, which is tragically not the A Man After Midnight ABBA song. It is unfortunately oh. just a different song called Gimme Gimme. But I do think we could sub in Gimme Gimme A Man After Midnight and it would still not affect, it would not adversely affect the musical. <laughs> I, I would agree. agree. Um, and so she's like, I better go tell Jimmy I love him once and for good. And then runs into her boss who got stood up for her date for his date by Dorothy. Um, and he's singing and annoying other patrons. Who the fuck is Dexter and Daphne? Because this feels like the first time I've heard of these people. I have no idea. Maybe chorus people. Probably. Is that the other people? The other patrons? I, it must be. I don't know. It's like Wikipedia is being very presumptive that I know who any of these people are. They said they definitely do one of those bits where she's like, it's our anniversary. And the man is like, we've been together for 13 years. Right. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, my. Yeah. It's like is drunkenly singing annoying Dexter and his wife, Daphne, who are also on a date. Like, I don't know who Dexter and Daphne are. I don't think I've ever met these characters before. Um, no, they're literally in it for like a minute and 30 seconds. Okay, I love yeah. that. Um, that is called getting actors work. And we here at SAG after love that. Uh, Graydon tells Millie and Jimmy that Mrs. Mears told him that Miss Dorothy had checked out of the hotel, which, as we know in the audience, is suspicious. Because Miss Dorothy, uh, I think I forgot to mention earlier, is an orphan. And so there is a series of uh, plots that Mrs. Mears is trying to lay to... Uh, trap <laughs> Dorothy with a poisoned apple and like drug her. Um, it's a mess. It's really, really a mess. <laughs> but 
then Millie like puts it all together. She Sherlock Holmes it. She's like, hold on. She does the calculations in the air numbers right. style and realizes that the ring. So they read about the ring, the trafficking ring in the paper. They're like, there's a trafficking ring happening. Can you believe it? And then other things happen. It's so wild. And then Millie's like, now hold on. The trafficking ring we spoke about, it's here. I figured it out. Oh, and Millie is like, she's an orphan. And then it's like dramatic music. Yeah. Yes. It's so sad to be all alone in the world. <laughs> Again, if it wasn't so racist, it would be perfect because yeah. it is so bananas. How sad to have no one to care about you. Right. Catherine the whole O'Hara thing about the show cool. is that it's like, it's supposed to be pastiche. It's parody. Right. It's supposed to be over the top. Like that's the whole conceit of the show. But when you throw in the racism bit, it just ruins everything. Yeah. Really, yeah. really bums you out. Um, right. I do think Catherine O'Hara could also be a great Miss Mears. She would be oh. super insane. Um, Absolutely. Again, after a rewrite. Yeah, exactly. After we rewrite, because we don't want our faves being problematic. um, They decide to persuade, oh, they persuade this very famous singer, again, very busy doing nothing, I guess, to pose as an orphan um, to trick Mrs. Mears and expose the ring and gets herself arrested. And And then we find out that um, Ching Ho rescued (laughs) Dorothy. (laughs) And yes. and now they're in love, much to Graydon's chagrin. There are just so many great little jokes whenever Muzzy is pretending to be an orphan. Yeah. yeah. Like um, one of the best ones was when she's like, no, I came here straight from the orphanage. And Miss Mears is like, did you walk? <laughs> Long in the tooth. <laughs> it is very funny. There's really good jokes. Again, we can't say it enough. The racism is just such a bummer, but there are really great gems in this show. You see why it's so popular, like why people want to do it. Um, It's very snappy, very witty. Yeah, and very, I feel like, classic. And it's not a Golden Age musical, but it does feel like it's a Golden Age musical. Very drowsy chaperone in that way, where it's like hearkening back to um, Borscht shit like that. Um, And then... Jimmy's like, time to propose, uh, (laughs) even though I'm poor. And Millie's like, well, I've decided that being poor is just fine. But guess what? He wasn't poor. He was was rich the whole time. He was Joe plumbering her the whole time. I'm so mad. I hate the end. It's bad. (laughs) Because it's also... Speak on that, Kelsey. It's literally not only... Oh no, Jimmy is actually absurdly yeah, wealthy. He was, he was a just undercover in boss. Yeah, undercover yeah. bossing her. Um, but also Dorothy is his sister, d- right. despite the fact that she has a totally different affectation. Yes. And Muzzy is his mother. Well, stepmother. <clears throat> Everyone's related. Why? It doesn't make any sense. Like it's it's so wild. It's the strangest Deus Ex Machina ever. Yeah. Do, yeah. But do you remember? Well, and also it's like the moral of the story is that you should marry for love. But Instead also, of money, because but if also you rich, do, the rich. beast turns out to be a handsome prince the whole time. So exactly. if you just put up with it and you kiss the frog, then you get the good stuff too. Right. Yeah. Um, the money. The moral of the story is uh, poor people are actually rich people in disguise for pretend. <laughs> Well, that's the entire story of America, baby. <laughs> we were rich all along. 
<laughs> we were rich all along. And that's why we can't tax the rich. Yeah, because it's us. It's us we would be taxing. Um, so they are both, th- like, they're both doing this weird Princess Jasmine becomes a peasant to find like her true love you know um yeah because muzzy says like i wanted to send them out into the world so that they could have real experience and find somebody to love them not for their money yeah mm, okay okay sure um and, but just, Jimmy, just say you don't want your kids to be trust but fund then babies jimmy also, just, just say that but then jimmy also got into the was jimmy part of the sex trafficking ring or not no Okay, I don't know why I thought he was. I was like trying to understand how that all related. Like, truly, the human trafficking ring is just its own weird fucking yes that doesn't really exist for any particular reason. Um, right. Well, and like the thing is, I, you know, as much as I don't like what I'm about to say, I feel like you could still have the human trafficking plotline. Yeah, just if don't you make just it took racist. Out- <laughs> The racism. Yeah. You could. Because, like, you know, I mean, it's very, it's very in the same vein as like Miss Hannigan being a child abuser. Like, if you do it in this right way where you toe the line, it can be done. Just not when you have a character in yellow face and doing R's and L's, (laughs) you know? Right. That's when, that's when it gets unpalatable. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, And then Bun Fu becomes the new stenographer because he can um, type 50 words a minute. Now here's my question Mm -hmm. because in the speed test, Sutton Foster is writing what he's dictating. She is not typing, but she gets hired as a steno from writing what yeah. he says. So you 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 write the letter, you do the stenography, and then you type the letter after you've taken the steno notes. I see. That's yeah, they're the, not talking typing. today's term stenos who have like their own little keyboards. Right. Cause yeah, the typing is the tap break in that song. So right. she's writing it when they go the, through Got the it. first two times. Got it. And then tap break is the typing, and then yes. they read it off. Okay. I see now. I'm with it. Their bodies are the music. I understand. Right. Um, okay. There you go. Um, and then apparently after the bows, Bun Fu and Ching Ho are once again reunited with their mother. Okay. <laughs> is that what they were talking about in one of the songs that they missed their mom or something? Yeah. Like, why Luchin. is this relevant? I don't understand. <laughs> also, through the show, but, she's constantly threatening them, like, if you ever want to see your mother right. again. That's right. That's right. I feel like I just sometimes ignored when Miss Mears was on stage, because I... I mean, rightly so. We should <laughs> yeah. I was like, it's I don't need to listen to all the racist jokes that they're doing. I think I get no. the gist. So definitely my own fault for missing on that. But um, right. was were there any other jokes or lines from Act 2 that we loved? There were two in the very beginning that I really liked, uh, because they had an It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia just did this joke, I think in their last season where mm-hmm. they're like, you can't have that haircut. You won't be a woman anymore <laughs> yeah. for Dorothy and Miss Graydon. Yes. Like she was like, I'm going to go get my hair bobbed. And he was like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know if I'll love you anymore. <laughs> this is weird. Yeah. I don't want to tell you what to do with your body, but do not do that. I won't love you anymore. <laughs> um, and then there was a nice visual gag with um, whoever the, head lady at the offices whose name I can't remember but she's like very dowdy and not a modern yeah. oh and yeah so yeah yeah her Jimmy with the triangle she's red hair acting as kind of yeah and she's acting as the bouncer and he's like Ugh, you have very beautiful elbows <laughs> and then she like 
she just like flashes her elbows at him yes. to like get attention. <laughs> Doesn't she say something like they run in the family or yeah. something like that? On my mother's side of the family. Right? She has a really good when um, Millie is coming in for the the, like to apply for the job she has some great comedy of like barking at millie and then like getting on the intercom and being like mr graden someone is here to see you. yes <laughs> like very soft and soothing and then she's like get in there it's it's just an incredible really 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 good character work i feel like from a lot of people in this show it's mm-hmm. it's all everybody yeah. has some really nice juicy like comedic parts and i feel like everyone is at a 10 and it works yeah for sure. This show really made me realize that I do like Sutton Foster because I don't like a lot of musical theater actors mm-hmm. because I don't like a lot of musical theater. Sure. You know, right. it's just not my yeah, thing. Yeah, I get it. Um, but Sutton Foster only does like the character voices and stuff whenever it's really at the height of its comedic value. Yes. Yeah. I just really appreciate her uh her work, her presentation of things. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Sutton is great. We make fun of her a lot, but she's she's a star for. We a do love we Sutton. We love Sutton. This is a pro Sutton podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, Kelsey, man and chair this for us. Um, so I really like this show because again, whenever you listen to the music and you're just getting the love story of it all, it's very fun. It's very funny. Uh, there's a lot of uh, good wit in it, which which I really appreciate, and it's very snappy. Uh, also, I like the fact that it sounds like a Golden Age musical because I don't like almost every single Golden Age musical. If you ever need <laughs> someone to come on and talk about how Carousel is the worst, I'll do yeah. that for you. Okay, I will just imagine me holding a piece of paper that says Carousel and ripping it in half. <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel. Style, of uh, but so it's like fun to be able to enjoy a musical that is in that style because it's a very fun style. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. hate almost all yeah, of them. Yeah, I feel that. Um, yeah, but I think it's it's very self-deprecating and it's very cynical and those are the kind of musicals that I really like. So that's it. Nice. Connor? I got that. Connor, man, and share this for us. I have a lot of mixed feelings about this show. I do like, uh, agree. I do agree with Kelsey. I think it has a lot of really good comedic bits. It's got um, a lot of like good character moments. Um, the music is really, really awesome. Uh, the one thing that we didn't really talk about, um, the movie does a similar thing with that the, the musical does, but a lot of the songs, some of the songs are like covers of like classic 20s songs that they like intersperse within the music, which I think is really cool because it like, heightens that like feeling of being in the 20s so much. Um, and I th- think that's a really interesting way to like present a musical is to add like music from the time period that you're p- placing it in. Um, however, I like on a, I, I don't know if I can get past the racism bit, you know, it's really hard to, especially because the plot hinges so much on it. So it's like, it, I really, really think that this could have been a great show if they had just cut that all out. Um, so that's that's how I feel about it. Meryl, how about you? Yeah, I think I, I really, really like the show. I love the music. I think it's a fun show and that if it were to be revived, it should go through a heavy, heavy, heavy rewrite. Like, I don't think it should be performed as is. Yeah. If you're a high school, if you're, this is a PSA. If your high school is thinking of doing this musical, do not. Um, just like, 
don't do it. It doesn't you don't need to be asking people to do that and putting themselves through Mm -hmm. that and having that in their portfolio. Just don't just don't don't do it. Um, But I want to see it remounted because I think it would be such a fun. It's campy and like like we've already posited three different Miss Mirrors and I think we could get some really good Millies and some really fun Graydons. Like I just think there are some really great parts in this that I would love to see today. Um, And the costuming is beautiful. The set is really fun and cool. The choreo is fun. Lots of tapping. It's just like a nice big choral like ensemble it's it's good i really like it but yeah like connor said the racism is hard to overlook um so obc is great because you really skip over all the racist parts um and i would love to see this revived with a heavy 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 rewrite and i think it could be done and i don't think you'd lose anything i think you just need to make sure that you're Mm -hmm. adding a few jokes when you take away the asian caricature jokes and that way it's you know you're not losing the pacing but i think you could i think it wouldn't be hard an experienced playwright could could make it well yeah and i think one thing that we haven't pointed out directly but just in case anyone hasn't seen the show Mm -hmm. is it's not just that a white woman is doing yellow face. That is how the character is written. Yeah. She's right. living under a false name. Right. She is a white woman yeah. who is pretending to be an Asian Correct. woman in the show. Correct. Like right. not just like a poor casting choice yeah. or like a racist characterization right. of a character of color. It's right. literally written into the show that it is a white woman which, doing yellow face. Which I think right. they might think that that's what the satirization is, right? Like that that she's such a bad character that she's doing this, like she's a bad person and she's doing yellow face, mm-hmm. but I just don't think it right. plays well. Like, I just don't think you need to be making that point. Yeah. I don't think it really achieves anything. Um, yeah. I don't think it holds like truth to power in any meaningful way other than just like reiterating that she's a bad person. Right. And really it doesn't reflect on her as a person so much as it makes you, it makes me think that the playwright thinks that saying Lucille with ours is funny. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. That is a laugh. It's played for laughs in the show and we're not laughing that she's so racist. Yep. She's doing that. We're laughing at her saying Lucille that way. So exactly. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you have to understand the audience and where they're going to think the joke is as well. So, um, but you're, you're totally right, Kelsey. That's a great point. Um, okay. Kelsey, anything to plug? Um, yeah. So you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at, uh, Kelsey S Kennedy S is in Sue. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, and I <laughs> l- launched my personal website, Woo! uh, over, the pandemic because I had nothing else to do. So that's <laughs> KelseySue.com. Okay. Uh, because every URL that has to do with Kelsey Kennedy is taken <laughs> by people who want to sell you your URL. That's right. Of course. Uh, because there are so many of us. Uh-huh. There are so many. I cannot emphasize it enough really? how many Kelsey Kennedys there are in America. Okay. Um, I have a digital series out right now on YouTube. It's called I Kissed Your Boyfriend, Another Feminist Vlog. Nice. Uh, it has some heavy adult themes and content. So just be aware, but it's about a woman who is reckoning with her past relationship traumas and current relationship woes and successes. Okay. So perfect. We will link that in the show notes. Um, yeah, so that absolutely. people can Thank you. directly click Connor, anything to promote? No, as usual, you can find me across all platforms at C 12. You can find me on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and I will post any 
projects that I'm working on there. How about you, Mare? Perfect. Nothing for me. You can find this podcast at Bits Over B-Way across all platforms. You can email us, bitsoverbway at gmail.com. You can find us anywhere you find podcasts. We are on Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts. If we are not where you listen to podcasts, let us know and we will get there. We are also on Patreon, patreon.com slash Bits Over B-Way. That is all I have. Bye. 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 You are my boyfriend. Thank you very much.